Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sale Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. Now sit back and relax, and let's welcome your host, Blake, Sal, and Mark! It's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact. And if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blake and Sal Show with Mark, episode number 466. And boy, I needed that intro today. It has been a fucking week, and I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to get more details, but fuck the Kia boys. All right. I'm your host. I'm one of your hosts, Blake. Let me bring on my co-host. First of all, the man who dealt with one of the weirdest, like, weather weather things from Canada with the smog and the smoke and the red skies last week. Look at the podcasting style. How you doing? Um, I can breathe. <laughs> uh, the sky is blue. Believe it or not, it's been nice. That was fucked up. I, I haven't seen that much mask wearing since the pandemic. <laughs> I was this close to going back. Yay! Um, let's bring on our other co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the master of the outside pool, who's been working on that for the last two weeks. It's our last time together. Mark, Dad, how you doing? Hey, yo, what? The pool is... Yeah, the, the pool is in one piece. I don't see any leaks. I put chemicals in it. I vacuumed it out today. I put together the new ladder that you guys are going to like. So as the water gets warmer and the weather gets better, it's pool time. You know what's funny is that Dad just had to say this nice thing about pools, and also the music just did, and, and I'm going to break your fucking face today in the background. It's funny, funny. You, can, you guys are hearing it, but I'm hearing it in the background. It was very, very funny timing. <laughs> um, uh, on, the, on the podcast, I do hearing that. It was very, very funny. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, after the weekend we had, and again, I'm not getting into details, I did ha- I told Sal, like, we had a different opening for the show. And I'm like, fuck it. I need this opening today. It is one that can break stuff. <laughs> I needed the rage a little bit to open up this damn show. So there you go. But I, I don't think we've ever actually opened with this song before, so. I don't think we ever have in 10 years. I don't think so. Yeah, so there you go. I broke out a song that we needed. I needed it badly after this past week. So that is that. <sighs> All right, gentlemen. How are we doing today? All seriousness. Like, how is everybody today? Because I know I, I'm literally scrambling from doing a lot of work today. So I'm literally scrambling to get started on the show today. Like, I'm still putting the, I'm still getting, getting my run sheet up on the screen here. <laughs> That's how much I'm scrambling today. So, <laughs> so how are you doing? I mean, we, haven't, we, we actually um, spoke like two weeks ago on the show. Like, how are you doing besides the weather, the weird, weird red skies you dealt with? Yeah. Um, I, I read somewhere that it might be making a return. For a few more days, um, 
because the wind direction's changing. Oh fuck! Uh, but so far everything's good. Can it not um, be? When I, to... Can it not be when I'm there on vacation? Can it not be then? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally there in two weeks. Could it not be then? <laughs> well, yeah, right. What was really strange is when they started taking pictures. Everyone said the same thing that I did. It, it, it looks very similar to the images of nine one one. No, I wouldn't go that far. I'm thinking it was 911 level. It was 911 level because I lived out there for 911. Yeah, no, level. I wouldn't go. Yeah, no, we're definitely not. No, like definitely that. not compared to 911 at all. No, no way. Well, no way. You no. know, like it, we're, it, we're... it looked like we were. It looked like we were on Mars. That one I'll give you. That one I'll give you. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you Mars. <laughs> so, so New York and New Jersey were being invaded. Yes. Isn't, yes. that, isn't that called people from and Pennsylvania? Isn't that called people? From... <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, Sal. New Jersey, New York. Don't they get invaded by Canadian people all the time? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Philadelphians. I'm sorry. I got confused. Philadelphians. <laughs> damn, damn Boston people. Oh, my God. All right. I guess we should get started now since I got everything set up here. That was me kind of stalling to get the soundboard up. Um, help support the show. Help pop more. You can find the show and our product we work on at leadblakeandsouthshow.com. So. Uh, yes, and you can buy our shirt stickers, hoodies, um, um, security stamps and more. What? <laughs> from our public store. Uh, go to our website or uh, uh, on our website or go to tpublic at tpublic.com. Hey, do we have our Blake and Stale show with Mark Smog Scarfs in yet? What? Smog <laughs> Scarfs. So Smog Scarfs. I didn't know what the hell you're talking about. No, we don't have those. It's now put a is, that a, <laughs> is that a scarf that has smog built into it? Or it's, or it's no, more it's smog. smog. You put over your face so I, you don't breathe in the smog. So you don't have to wear a mask. I think that's what he's trying to get to. I, I, okay. I, we suddenly oh. have an anti-mask policy thing on the show. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where the hell did that come um, from? Go? <laughs> this segment brought to you by Squirt. Ay, ay, ay. A little squirrel, do you? I got Fago over here. I got Diet Fago over here. So, all right, let's go to break. We'll come right back. All right, we're back. Um, well, fast as always, go pick up Mandy's book. I know I am available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Arntab Publishing, and apparently in a library in a library here in Wisconsin. <laughs> available in English and in Spanish. By the way, I love when I bring up the book to people that don't know about it. I'm like, wait, you write for a book? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, still, I still get that a year later. I still get that. Um, I've been living under a rock. Or they just haven't talked to me about it. One or the other. But a lot of people in Sinai, I haven't seen in a year. So, like, a lot of them I haven't seen in like a year, and now I'm there every, every week now. So, that's another thing. I can catch a couple of people I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then, of course, the Indian and Mandy show available on all podcasts and platforms. They would have done a show this week, but it's been that kind of week, and they decided not to do the show this week. So, next week, I'll be back. <laughs> Just literally, things happen, and they had to um, not do the show this week. So, there you go. Will the next show be a venting show? I don't know. It's not my show. I have no clue. I don't know what's going on in their show. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I only edit the show. I don't do anything else. I literally don't do anything else but promote it and I edit it. I don't do anything else on their show. I don't know what they're going to do okay. until after and day after they do it. So, okay. <laughs> like I find out like literally a couple, maybe a couple of days before everyone else does. <laughs> okay. So and it's usually actually I usually edit their show after I do our show. So like <laughs> usually back to back. So. All right. Um. Oh, one more thing, actually. So, Sal, I remember a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, actually, I said um I heard um randomly heard me and Mandy's um two second tunes on um Colonel Mandy show replay randomly, <laughs> randomly. Yes. Same thing happened again on Monday. I'm listening to the <laughs> show and I hear Mandy and CJ went last last year back to school. They did in September. They did a wrestling themed 
two second tunes, and they replayed it on Monday. Nice. <laughs> so it's already right. a matter of time zone before yours and mine gets replayed. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it feels like it's on the horizon. No, come on. It's like you can't be that much far off. And ours is a fun one. So maybe they'll tie it in with like football season or something. That'd be fun. <laughs> So, by the way, if you want, if you want to see us on Two Second Tunes, I did have the video is up on our Instagram page, and it's a lot of fun. A lot, yes. it really. My mom said it was fun. She watched it and she thought it was hysterical. So that says a lot. <laughs> she never says much positive things about the podcast. So here is something positive. Was nice for a change. <laughs> we'll get the negativity in a few minutes. For the moment, <laughs> um, this week we literally have one thing on the this week in political It's Actually, me and Dad. We did a live show at MLW at the Wangasha Expo Center on June 14, 2019. I can't believe that was four years ago already. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that. We interviewed um, Rick, um, um, Rick Bertini. Dad interviewed um, Marshall Von Erich and Ringo Loco. And then we had a rare, maybe not even like four-minute interview with um, Jacob Fatu. Yeah. Very rare. He doesn't do many yes. interviews. That was, he didn't do many interviews, and we happened to be in person, and he talked to us for a few minutes. That was really, really cool. Yeah. So. And then that was the night. Oh yes! I was you telling the story. I mean, it's the same story. I'm telling you. You tell your first because it might be the same one. No, go go ahead. It's the same one involving a certain uh, wrestler. That... Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. Yeah, story. Oh yeah, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. So they have not been back to the Walgreens Expo Center. Oh, number one, pandemic. Number two, they had to pay over th- hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. back to the venue because Sammy Callahan broke a wall during a street no. fight. <laughs> Oh, it was the um one of the overhead doors. Yeah, like, yeah but it broke. But it was not. A, but he threw something into a door and then threw something yeah. into a wall and broke both things. And they had to pay the venue and they haven't been back since. Yep. Oops. <laughs> so and, uh, and it wasn't too long after that when they kind of like told Sammy. Well, uh, isn't Sammy an impact now? Isn't he now an impact? I think OBE's back yes, together. I think OBE's yes, an he... impact. And yeah. And here's the thing with Sammy. I, at first, I didn't recognize him because he has gained some weight. You but he's still as crazy, batshit crazy as ever. I think I think OVE just actually reformed recently. So that's the yes. thing. I haven't said it. So I haven't said it in four years. So there you go. Um, anyway, no. let's go back real fast. I promised that on the last show that we'd go back and look at TikTok and comments on shit that was said to us. I love making fun of the stuff. There hasn't been a whole lot actually. Ironically, I thought we were gonna get some shit for our, our hockey stuff, but we didn't get any. Stuff for last week's show. We got people liking it and a lot of people watched it, but no one no one talked any shit, which was nice. I thought we were gonna get yes. some shit for our defensive like um uh, of the of the Jack Adams trophy award that we put up last week. But before we get to <laughs> one about dad, I do want to say I'm still getting shit for my thoughts on Booker T. I'm still getting shits on this. I'm still getting it. <laughs> apparently, I can't talk shit about Booker T's commentary because apparently I got this comment. Couple, it was right after, actually, it was right before the show you were supposed to be on with us now, and then you had to, you went to see Britney Spears instead, Britney Spears' Broadway show instead. So I moved this to now. I got a comment. It was, um, this checks every terrible wrestling fan stereotypical box. Ouch. Only, all because I'm talking shit about Booker T's commentary. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Ducky, ducky, quack, quack. I couldn't believe it. Like, I'm still getting that. And then, and then okay, so... <laughs> Sal, you took a week off. You took a week off to go see What the Butter One More Time. Talked about that on yes. last week's show. Yeah. Still thinking about it. Yes. Sal, dad here. Dad here. So, um, so Sal, you, you were in here when we were talking about Billy Corgan saying that um, wrestling, you're not a real wrestling fan if you're not currently watching NWA and supporting Tyrus. Not joking. He said that. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted up on the show two weeks ago. 
and I put it in video because it was a good conversation we were having. And dad, dad doesn't rant much. Dad does not rant much. And he ranted. Right. And I put the clip up of him ranting. And I immediately, I'm, I'm actually with my, I put the show, this went up on Thursday morning, the day after, the day before the show goes up, this one behind the scenes. If you're following us, I always put a video clip up the day before the show goes up. So if you ever want to see our videos, it goes up on Thursday morning, on Friday morning show. And Thursday morning, I put the show up before I went to work. And I had an early start that day because I had some things to do. And then I was working with my boss for the second half of the day. I was doing some things with my boss. And I was literally just talking to him about how we put stuff up on TikTok. And I have to do with people commenting on it a lot of times with negative shit. And literally just as I say that, my phone dings. And it's a alert from TikTok <laughs> about dad's rant about Billy Corgan. <laughs> and the guy says, by the way, my favorite part about this, he says this and then follows me on TikTok, which I thought was pretty damn funny. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But then he, goes, but he says, wow, this is some living in mom's basement shit. I then respond back immediately because I'm like, no, I'm not letting this one go. I'm like, you realize this guy is in his 60s, right? <laughs> so there's that. And he's like, I think he probably realized, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> I respond back. Like, See? Come I on. I know what I'm talking about. Exactly. To that particular product. No, no, I agree. Oregon. I just thought it was funny as hell. I was like, this guy wants to slam. I'm like, look at the damn guy. He's not a fucking teenager. He's obviously older, probably, than you watching the video. I'm going to guarantee it. <laughs> Thank you for the backhand compliment. No, no, I'm not trying to take a shot, but it's the truth. Like, there are a lot of people, <laughs> the audience of TikTok, I've seen the number of people that watch my videos, and most of the videos that I, people are watching are 20, 25 to 30 years old. And that's, that's not a shot against you, it's just what it is. You know? So it's not like, so obviously they're gonna be, you're going to be older than them. So, like, so, give me a fucking break here. <laughs> <laughs> So what, do you think I'm like 25 and still I, working I, out of my mom's basement? That's you, great. I should take that out of the, you should take that out of the compliment. Times, times two. But like, no, you should take that out of the compliment, there though, because if they think that, you know. That's yeah, a backhand compliment. But Weird compliment. The guy that, 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 the guy that mentioned that, yep. here's the thing. I bet you you're in your mom's basement working <laughs> and you're <laughs> God damn it. And you're probably still playing Nintendo NES. Oh my god. That was amazing. I didn't expect that. That was funny. You know, from far away, he kind of looks like uh, kind of looks like uh, someone that would uh, be living in a small basement. <laughs> oh my god. But thank you for the attention, DJV. Chris Burton said he follows me after putting that up. I thought that was funny. DJV. You know what DJV stands for? Demented um, juvenile violent. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> yes, call in on our next anniversary show and tell us how much we suck. Next time we do a live show. Next time we do a live show. Uh, by the way, behind the scenes, I was thinking about doing a live show for next week, but I just didn't have the time to play the plan it out. So like, fuck, we'll do it later this summer. Maybe Summer Slam. We'll do a live show. I just don't have the energy for next week. I don't have the energy. <laughs> So, all right, let's move on. We have a bunch of stuff to get to before we even get into the wrestling. So, it's having a final. Wait, what the hell was that? I didn't even hear it. Apparently, this is the biggest goal song. There it is. Okay. 
This is uh, Vegas Lights by Panic at the Disco. It is really? the hey. goal song for the now. I can't believe I'm saying this sentence. The 2023 Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> Holy hell! You know what's you know what's crazy when when they when they when they first when they were finally announced that they were joining the league, and the owner said, "We will win a cup in six years," and here we are, six years later, and they won a cup. I, it's I, I, just absolutely. I was, I was, I love saying this word. I was flabbergasted. Yeah, you do love that word. You do love I that really word. Do. <laughs> it, does this make this their second cup? No, this is their first cup. Their second cup in the finals. First, they 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 won. They went to the finals their first year. Right. They lost to Washington, which is absurd. That's absurd. Right. On, on its own, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that, that that was that that weird season where basically no. they just had a hot yeah. streak. They were on a hot streak, but they were not supposed to do that. Like that was unreal. Yeah. And then no they made it all the way to the, they played Washington in the finals. Yeah. And that was the Ovechkin finally got his cup. That was the Ovechkin finally got his cup. So so now basically Las Vegas can tell everyone to suck it. Wow, that's pretty much what happened during that celebration. Thousands of people. Yeah, you didn't see the um, reaction. They had thousands of people outside the T-Mobile Arena for this shit game. It was. It it made the. It made the. Um. Remember when the Bucks won the NBA championship and they had all the the Deer District? This made that. This made that to shame. (laughs) That to shame. Like holy. Well, the difference also was as I was telling Salisbury watching the Cubs. It's only eight o'clock. It's 8 p.m. in Vegas when the game is over. So they still got plenty. The sun's still out. The sun was still out. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember the last time. Remember when the Kings won the championship? The last time the Kings won. The last time we saw a Stanley Cup celebration in the daylight like that. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> and, and I'm sure the bars and casinos were overrun with fans. Actually, so. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. After game one, after game one in Vegas, because Vegas had the home ice, they showed a sumo bar that they had set up outside the T-Mobile arena. <laughs> and, yeah, people, and, and they had multi, they had big screens and a sumo bar. And there were people like in bikinis and, and trunks swimming up to the bar watching hockey. It was one of the thing I've ever seen. As you do. I've never, As seen, you do. I've never seen that in Florida. Only in Vegas. That would only be in Vegas. <laughs> only, only in Vegas. So anyway, well, you know what this does, though? This is, this is going to be fantastic for... The league, uh, Las General. Vegas, and even for the state of Nevada too, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Vegas is—it's it, a sports town. You know, now it mean? is. Like, it's not. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's not just a casino town. It's not just a tourist town. Right. It's a sports town. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. And um, what's fun about it now is the NHL was the first official league in, and they got the championship. The first championship. I'm so happy that happened. So yeah. um, on the record, they won the won the series four one. They they did an unprecedented thing. They scored nine goals in game five, <laughs> winning the game nine to three. Um, most it was tied for the most goals ever in a cup clinching game. Um, Mark Stone, the captain of the team, scored a hat trick, and it was the first time since what nineteen twenty two that the that there was a hat trick in a cup clinching game. <laughs> something yeah, twenty two or twenty four. It was some ridiculous remember. number like that. So like a lot of crazy shit happened in this game. Man. That is a good record to break. And it was in Vegas. The game was in Vegas, which is even crazier. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, what a night. What a great thing. And I cannot wait to see pictures of the parade <laughs> because I have no idea what a Vegas championship parade looks like. I have zero clue. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they don't even know what a Vegas championship I know, and I can't wait to see like, so. I can't wait. 
So I can I can see him going down Las Vegas Boulevard and oh confetti and and wonderful. Okay. Oh, well, I remember. Remember, Sal. There was that strip club. That's at that. the end of the parade. See, Dad doesn't even know this part. There was a. Stri- this is 100 legitimate. We're not even joking. There was a strip club in Vegas that said, "If you win the cup, the entire team gets free lap dances." Nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there you go. If they did not catch right. it, they better cash it on that last night. They better cash it on that last night. And that is why they won. It's called incentive. Oh my god! I could. <laughs> I remember that was in the fucking conference finals, wasn't it? What the hell am out there in the conference finals? <laughs> wow. So, so right. to get on with this, uh, okay. Yes. Predictions. Yes. Yes. We are about to wrap up our game, Sal. Um, me, Sal. Mike and Leandra, for those who have not been paying attention to the other shows that drop on the feed that are on the main show or on YouTube because you don't want to subscribe to the show, we've been doing a playoff prediction game over on extra shows. And um, Sal, would you believe it? If one of us picked this series perfect and they said Vegas, one of us would have won. I know. That's how crazy the team ended up being, despite how insane it was at one point. So you want to give the final results for this crazy game because I've been doing the updates so you can do the results, final results. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll go from the bottom to the top. So uh, Mike finished out in last uh, with 44 points, and he gained no points in the finals. Uh, Blake, you came out in third with a respectable 80. I'll take that. uh, Gaining 25 points in the finals for picking the winner. Uh, I sneaked out a second-place victory, also gaining 25 points for picking out the winner. I had 89, and Leandro, who dominated – what the first two rounds? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she received zero points for the finals and stayed at ninety six. So yeah, so you're right. If we had both, or if one of us had said five, uh, I think you said six. We two, both right? said six. We both said Vegas and six. Yes. Ironically, if they so went to six, of... you would have still won, but at least the whole the whole like standings would have been completely out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of you take a look at Leander and holy cow, ninety six. Yeah, she. I mean, get, I can get the spreadsheet up because it, it was unreal how. Uh, lopsided this guy at one point because I was sending yeah. I sent Sal this up before I recorded the shows a lot of times or I know I so, sent the group I sent the group the um spreadsheets everyone knew where they stood and like it got so out of hand at one point <laughs> like it was so, insane yeah. what what's your secret on, on, on the I don't know I don't know I don't know what she did, did she this have year. Like a crystal ball or something I don't know what she did Maybe it's well something. I think it was the second round that she got everything right except for one series I got it right. I got actually. Here we go. I have it in front of me. In the okay. yeah, in the actually yeah, the second round she had Florida in seven, and they won in five. Carolina in five. Obviously, they won in five over over levels. She had Dallas in seven and Vegas in seven. So she got two series is perfect. It's all four teams right. Wow. <laughs> That's how she Holy won this cow. thing, right there. Is how she won this thing. How? <laughs> how is that possible? Like, I'm impressed. I mean, by the way, for those who don't know yeah. how we do the scores in the second round, especially, it was 10 points per correct and 25 points for the series. So that's how she ended up dominating this game. Can, can we take her to like on-track betting at some casino? <laughs> Maybe we can make some money. Yeah. So yeah, that is that. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we closed out that, and I will put up a post on Friday. Congratulations, Leandra, for this victory. Great job. Mm. All yeah. right. In other news, before we get to the wrestling stuff, um, breaking news broke. Right, a couple. Of, like, literally, we we're we we're all just sitting down. Right, well, we were right before dynamite. We were right before dynamite this week. Oh, dynamite before raw this week. When all mm-hmm. of a sudden news broke that past Ajax retiring from Wheel of Fortune after next season, after the forty-first season of the show, I was stunned. 
Because I was sure if Pat's going to retire. I'm almost thinking, is Vanna going to retire next? I, I figured they would be a pair. <laughs> I, I thought she takes over. Like a, well, yeah, maybe. I, I thought that they were like a pack, package set. Well, I know. Um, I don't know if you watched Celebrity, um, the Celebrity um, Wheel of Fortune style at all, but they did Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, and Vanna was a contestant. Yes. And Maggie Sajak did the actual letters. Yes. So that was an interesting situation. What was funny is that it kept throwing Pat off because it kept <laughs> looking at Maggie and saying, Vanna? <laughs> it kept going on. Inside. One would think you'd edit out of that, but it was very funny. They did not edit it out. It made it even funnier. <laughs> well, you know, in, in 2024, uh, the letters can flip themselves. So Vanna theoretically could very easily take over hosting duties. If she wants to. If she wants to. She's yeah. ready to go. If she wants to, of course. Yeah. Or so, she could just, I mean, you know, sprint back and forth for a half an hour and I'd be fucking hysterical. <laughs> we'll just get a remote. Just get a remote. All she's got to do is point to the board and the letters will flip. So, <laughs> the I mean, give her an iPad. Board. She can just touch go. it on there. Perfect. Yeah, there Perfect. you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, with, there is has been no names. No, they mentioned. literally just broke. It just broke. And I guarantee as we get closer, because they still got to, they're filming, they're starting to film next season now. In September. They're starting to film in September for next okay. or, or something like that. I don't remember how they're doing it, but they're filming next season soon. And the first episode, and I guarantee by the end of next season, we'll find out what's going on. Probably until 2024, we'll figure it out. Well, trust me, when we find out, we'll talk about it because I'm interested in this because I don't know what's going to happen here because we don't know anything. It's like when Bob Barker left Price is Right and ended up with Drew Carey. That's what this feels like. Like, it's weird. <laughs> by the way, though, Pat Sajak, by the way, did pass the, pass the, um, pass. Bob Barker's record of most years on television. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty crazy. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so, um, Sal, why don't you take this last non-wrestling start? Because you've been, you've been following this as much as I have, but you've also been more paying attention to it this week because I've been busy doing other things. So, go ahead, Sal. Yeah, so, um, the Ottawa Senators have been sold. It was not the Deadpool. Very upset. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. two, um, or um, what, was the, what was the other what was the other celebrity one? The... Um, Oh, uh, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. No, no, Snoop Dogg legitimately was actually um put up money, was putting up money to buy the Senators. I'm not joking about that. That was a thing that was going on. <laughs> yeah. I guess he couldn't find somebody else to help him out, but uh, it was eventually sold to um some Toronto businessman that I've never heard of before. His name is Michael Andlauer. Um, and apparently this is a record for the most money for being, you know, purchased at $950 million, which I didn't think the Ottawa Senators were worth that much, but whatever. Wow. Man. That's insane. I think overpaid. I definitely overpaid for a team that has won a cup in their current form. <laughs> so, so, I mean... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, had a word, I had a word. I had a word that way stop because I didn't want anyone like well, they want to cut back at the original. I don't counting that. Nobody ooh, counts that. You sounds like you're a stupid little punk from a basement <laughs> living in your mother's basement. You oh my god! Uh, Nine hundred fifty million dollars. I mean, are you going to isolate that? By the way, I might just have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at this and you're looking at it as a business investment, why are you investing in a team that basically? Isn't worth the money. I don't know. They're not good. They're not yeah, a good that, team. Just, that seems like a gross overpayment. But yeah, we're, we're also we're also yeah. not multi billionaires, so this maybe, might be true. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll get a refund. 
but like we're not hundred and fifty million to him is probably like twenty bucks. So, so exactly. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, actually, I just remember something. Before we actually move out of this, I did watch a documentary over the weekend. Speaking of NHL and sales and everything, I watched the um, Once Upon a Once Upon a Time in, in Anaheim, the story of the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yeah. And what I didn't realize, Sal, is that Gary Bettman was not the commissioner yet when the Ducks became a franchise. He literally became commissioner like days after Michael Eisner announced that the team was coming to the NHL. This was like the first thing he had to deal with with Disney coming into the NHL. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a hell of a thing to jump into. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I must watch, by the way, for any hockey fan. It was a fantastic hour and it flew by. It was a flu by hour. It was a really, really good thing. And the fun part was that they broke down, like, the entire, like, first, how the movie was made, and then how the movie became the movie became the franchise, and then went from there. They even interviewed Michael Eisner now for it. And he didn't do interviews okay. anymore. So that was a very big deal. Like, it was really cool to see Michael Eisner again. So cool. it was a really good hour. It's on ESPN+. Plus. It's, if, you, if you're on the, um, if you pay for ESPN+, Plus, it's literally an hour commercial free. So... It's really, really well done. So definitely a high recommend. It's an E60. And um, if I could plug one more thing, I plugged it over on um, the Lincoln South Show Instagram. Um, the one thing they also talked about was the infamous opening night pregame show. Which if, never, if you've never seen the Anaheim, Anaheim, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim's first game opening day pregame show, it is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, ever. Lasers and everything. Lumiere was there. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Louie here was there. And there was a guy named the Iceman that was fired 48 hours it was after a, this. It was bizarre. It's a party unless it's a Lumiere party. But no, so. That but, just sounds like a really bad fever dream. <laughs> Trust me. I watched it. And then, I mean, and then, well, the reason I'm even saying it is because um, we did a special episode over on D5, the Mighty Ducks, um, for MMX at home, the first one. It was me, Mike, and, Leand- me, Mike, and um, Tyranny Seal. And we sat down and we rewatched that entire bizarre pre-show thing together <laughs> on Zoom. And it, it, I put the videos up on um, it, the videos up on YouTube. The show is up on D five. It's definitely worth a listen to because it's really really funny. <laughs> we had a lot of fun oh, with that. So it was it was like Mrs. Potts the bartender. No 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 no. It was only Lumiere. <laughs> Lumiere was the only one, but Mickey was there, which was weird. But my favorite part was like while we was coming down from the sky, there was like there was, it was like the ice capades going. It was like Disney had ice. He's going out on the ice. Like it was so bizarre. <laughs> and then there was a guy dressed in white with a white face paint with a guitar. Like I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> the best thing I feel like I have to go back. I have to go back and watch that high. I really do have to go back and watch it high. The best thing I think would have been. Is ah, the he Goofy skating on the ice and falling on his ass. They did show, by the way. I forgot this happened. Now with Wild, in the documentary. I forget, forgot this happened. That Wild Wing was trying to go through a ring of fire and missed, and got lit on fire on the ice. <laughs> I forgot that happened. I forgot about that. Fire not good for ice. Oh my no. god, it was hysterical. I forgot that happened. <laughs> <laughs> People give shit to the Carolina Hurricanes for their like weird post game celebrations. We had a wild way go to a ring of fire and pre game. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So I just had to promote that because it was really, really a lot of fun. All right. Um. And now let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. All right. Um. Before we get into well, how is this going to work today? There, because next week we have Forbidden Door. The week after that, we have um, Money in the Bank. So we're not going to go in the full like breaking down television stuff. 
right. this week because we have the tape reviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. But we are going to do the big stuff today before we get into all the news and all the weirdness. Um, we have another chance to talk about the Iron Sheik, who um, passed away at 81 years old. Um, we have not had a chance to talk about him. And I believe it was actually right after we would have recorded last week. So we wouldn't have had a chance last week's show. We wouldn't have had a yeah. chance. Right. So this is a good opportunity. At least we didn't have the situation where um, they broke into Dynamite and they broke in the middle of a match to tell everybody. And then we're back, back to the match. <laughs> it's like Billy Graham. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't happen. Isn't, it, um, isn't that kind of ironic that the air his biography on Annie oh, yeah. a couple weeks later? He passes. Yeah. At 81. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will say this. Boxy, you want to hear something even more ironic? Um, a few weeks, about a couple months ago, we had an archive show up, right? A couple months ago. And mm-hmm. that archive show is called um, um, Off the Beaten Path. And in that episode, Sal, you'll remember this. Back in our first year, we, did, we, we were making some shows in case we needed a little week off. And you needed a little week off. So I put the show up, and we were making fun of Hall of Fame speeches. Making fun of and listening oh, to. Oh my lord! And we and one of these speeches we did was the Iron Sheik. Uh, <laughs> and we just I just put that episode up like a month ago. <laughs> I remember that. And I I, I don't listen back to archives a lot of times. I'll edit the show, but like I I, I download the show to make sure I sound good. And I am sitting there listening to it, and I'm howling listening back. How hilarious that 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 speech was. We did that, and then we did Bob Backlund's speech also. But the Iron Sheik one is an all time fucking classic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say that's that that just it just posted like a month ago. So go back to our last archive show; you can hear us talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a weird one because his wrestling like it came out of left field, even though he was eighty-one. Yeah, it, it, that that's yeah. true. That combination of things that's true. What the heck? Nick Hoffman has invited me to an event. I'll talk about that in a second. Sorry. I got distracted. Um, I haven't heard from Nick Hoffman in a while, so I got distracted. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, I didn't hear that he had any type of illness or anything like that, as far as I know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was older and wrestling, and wrestling bodies and things like that. And I mean, things happen. And I mean, older wrestlers die. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but they do. So it was like, you know, like, but um, well, like, what was I saying? I got distracted. What I was going to say, but um, I guess for me, his wrestling was be- obviously before my time. It wasn't something I've seen. I've seen videos. I've mm-hmm. seen the clips. I've never, and outside of the gimmick battle royal, I really never really saw him in the ring. That was I didn't mm-hmm. watch it. Was watching back then. Um, obviously for people nowadays, you know, a Twitter account because that was fucking the funniest <laughs> thing. So a little behind the scenes in the Twitter account. So apparently that started as him, and then as he got older. He had a couple of his relatives shooting the teeth out for him, but he was still telling them what to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, you, if that makes people feel better, he was the one, he was doing his own Twitter account. If that makes people feel better. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have a whole lot for me personally because I never saw him, I never really was before my time, but he's a legend. Oh, and another thing I will say if you watch Young Rock, which just got canceled after three seasons, they had a, the guy playing him in there was fucking fantastic, absolutely fantastic. The guy that played Iron Cheek on Young Rock. So I just also wanted to want to say that Salad word before we send it to Dad because we know Dad's got a lot to say. Yeah, um, I do remember watching the Iron Cheek a few times on television. Um, I always remember being so fascinated with how evil he looked you know what i mean with that whole thing that was going on uh 
even in the world, not just necessarily in the wrestling world. Um, but I I remember watching him on TV uh, and just being just, my eyes were glued because he was just so bad and evil. And you just, it was like one of those things where you couldn't take your eyes off of him. Um, and then obviously later on in life, you know, I was able to look him up and, and watch matches back from, uh, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. Um, and like you just mentioned, the Twitter. Uh, I mean, he became probably more famous because of his Twitter account. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I made this comment to you, Blake. I'm pretty sure it was to you when I said, I think the thing I'm going to miss the most is his Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> So outrageous, but um, yeah. fuck the Hulk Hogan. Rest fuck in peace. the Hulk Hogan, yes, indeed. Bad yeah. to you. I mean, this is a guy that represented his country, Iran, in the Olympics. I was an Olympic athlete in, in wrestling. And he said there's two things that you, in his country, that you did. You either did wrestling or you worked, like, in the oil fields. And he chose wrestling and f- made a career out of it and went to the Olympics and represented his country and he did a phenomenal job. Uh, in fact, he was so phenomenally in shape that basically they were coming to him to keep like military guys in shape and working with those clubs and, and which in itself is an art because how much the clubs weigh and the maneuvers – I'm surprised he's never clocked himself in the head a couple times. <laughs> you know, he, he 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 did a phenomenal job. Was in phenomenal shape. Uh, and when I got to see him, you know, perform, I mean, generated some very very serious heat at the time. I mean, enough heat that he, there were fans that wanted to basically come into the ring, and I'm sure he probably would have kicked their ass. Um, he was always like talked about as far as how his uh, camel clutch was because when you look at him doing it, camel clutch. he sits in very deep <laughs> and uh, got your, your upper trunk extended, you know, into a position where it's not normal. Uh, and he gained the, the championship over Bob Backlund when Bob Backlund's manager threw out the towel because it looked like that Backlund was going to pass out and always was basically criticized that he had, his boots always loaded and he would tap his tap of his boot to get some lead in there and kick you and knock you out. Uh, and then he had teamed with Fred, Fred Blassie as a manager and teamed up with Nikolai Volkov and he formed a tag team and won the, the championships. And I, I always remember this and the Iranian flag and his thing was USA, Pui, Iran number one. <laughs> all the time and from what I understand outside the ring very very uh lighthearted man very generous man all family man uh and towards the end of the year, years his daughter was taking over a lot of his social media accounts and getting back to fans and making sure that if they want to grab pictures that they went out um he's going to be a legend that's going to be missed and remembered I have to give Debbie credit though. That video package they put together for SmackDown and Raw was fantastic. Oh, like, it was. Oh my God, it was fantastic. <laughs> well done, well done. And it's funny. I know I um I have seen WrestleMania one, and I did see 
him and Nam Michael Volkov winning the tag team championships. And it's so crazy when you think about they they that that's how he was on WrestleMania one. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Um yeah, he beat, yeah. he beat Barry Windham and Mike Rotondo, if I remember right. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. Um let's move on real quick over to AEW. Um uh, this goes up on Friday, Saturday night, collision starts. Do we care? Sal, do you care? Yes and no. Serious question. Yeah, serious question here. Like, do you care? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Um, I think also if they had fired CM Punk like they should have, I think I would care a little bit more. But now that he's involved in the show and is going to be on, I kind of am like, mm, I wouldn't mind being in bed by 10 o'clock. I mean, by like, you know, 9.30. You know what's funny about that, Sal? Um, the show would not exist if they didn't have CM Punk because um, Warner Brothers gave them the show because of Punk. Well, the show wouldn't exist. Stupid. The show wouldn't <laughs> exist. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, it's literally here because they wanted CM Punk on the show. So, so basically, they were kind of like handcuffed. Yeah. And, and apparently, Tony loved Punk. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, officially, the first main event, by the way, is CM Punk and FTR. By the way, they're already selling CMFTR t-shirts, by the way. Um, <laughs> versus Samojo, Jay White, and Rockhard, Juice Robinson. Um, How did, well, was that again? Rockhard! I can't hear too many more times. I thought you guys are hurting. Um, <laughs> Mandy's laughing at that. Said. Mandy's laughing at that because she hates when I do that. I do it anyway because it makes me laugh. Yeah. It makes me laugh. <laughs> my my, my yeah, thing is, that. I mean... This whole situation started, and I'm not gonna brawl out. And brawl out. Back at brawl out. <laughs> right. Um, that is what it's called, that, by the way. That's actually the official title for it. It is brawl out. <laughs> brawl. Yeah. Is that a lot of talent was basically looking at Punk as a cancer, and they wanted him removed. But now he's on collision. So here's my question: How many of the AEW talent is willing to? be on the show when he's on it. Go to the roster. That's serious. I think the only people we're not going to see on the show probably are going to be the elite. ROH. No, listen to what I'm saying. The okay. only people I think that won't be on this show that will be on Dynamite will be the elite and maybe Moxley. Everyone's like, there's going to be a brand split. Gonna be a... I don't think it's going to be a brand split. I think it's just going to be they're going to keep the elite and, and CM Punk probably legally. They probably legally have to keep them apart. Yes. Yeah. And they'll probably keep them apart for now until unless pay per views. And then when pay per views come around, like for, they, I'll say all out more than maybe only all out before even Forbidden Door. Let's say unless Forbidden Door they announce a match for Punk, which I don't expect. Um, even though I've heard rumors. And um, I just keep them separated. So you got to do, there's really nothing else you can do in that situation. But like, I don't expect to see the elite. On collision, like I don't expect it. Oh, personally, no, definitely, like, definitely not. And apparently, him and Mox don't get along either. So, no. but, but Brian I mean, Danielson, Brian Danielson is one of the people actually in Frederick Creative for Collision. So hmm. that's intriguing. <laughs> so, I mean, would you think it wouldn't be too far fetched to say I've seen him Puck and Danielson match? Maybe, maybe. I know there's a rumor going around of Puck versus Joe as a feud. Intriguing. I've heard um, rumors of Punk versus Kenta for Forbidden Door. I just don't see that happening. But if it is, oh. if, I, if next week we're talking about Punk versus Kenta, I'll be shocked. I'm not going to lie. If next week we're talking <laughs> oh. about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to bullshit you if we're talking about that next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm straight. 
But um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it's starting tomorrow, and I'd like to thank you for giving me something new to watch on Sunday mornings after this week. Because Mandy already said, we'll watch this week, but more than likely, I'll be watching this on Sunday mornings when I get up, because I, I'm usually by myself for most yeah, few hours, because exactly. Mandy, I'm usually up hours before Mandy gets up, so I have time to myself, so I'll probably watch this on Sunday mornings when I'm sitting yeah. here having breakfast. <laughs> kind of like sailing it. I'm kind of on the fence. But yeah, you're, you're like no, no, no. Yeah, you're, if you're not out on a date, you're in a watch collision. I know you. I know my, you. My thing, <laughs> my thing is with this is I'd like to see more of the roster talent on this show that you don't get to see. Like, I know Miro's going to be on the show. I heard Andrade's going to be on the Sunday. Rose is going to be on the show. Right. Like, people we haven't seen in a while. Right. But, like, I don't know. I guess we'll find out after the first episode. We'll talk about it next week. Because I'm also okay. curious. I want to hear John's reaction because I know over with him, he, they just announced today that the UK is getting the show. As part of the Fight TV Plus package that he already gets, so Ooh. I hope just watch it because it's going to be placed on Dark and Dark Elevation on the Fight TV on the Fight Plus stuff over in the UK. So yeah, yeah. that's a big deal. So I'll have to talk more. We'll talk to him about that next week. You know how he is. It's, like, it's yeah. more wrestling to watch. So I'd love to hear his perspective on this next week after the first episode. Right. All right. Um. What's up, more WWE? We're not going to talk a lot of storylines here, but there are a couple things I do want to bring up. First of all. Um, for those who have not been paying attention, because a lot of people don't pay attention to this, if you're not watching the news, I know Sal messaged me out of nowhere, and I already heard about it literally a couple hours ago, I just haven't had a chance to talk to him about it. Um, one of those things. So WWE is in the middle of TV negotiations currently. And um, apparently they they are a, they had a window where um, the, what was that, over at um, USA Network, I forgot what um, the company universal thank you universal universal and fox had a window of time and that window is an exclusive um, negotiating period is all over so now we can negotiate with other companies and there's been rumors going around a lot about amazon and i've heard a lot of rumors about um i think Amazon was the top one but then new york post the new york post is the one that broke this story that um according to nick khan they're apparently apparently negotiating with disney and I remember a few years ago, we were joking around how about Disney buying a WWE. And now it looks like they want to, they want to negotiate a TV offer, possibly. Or maybe this is WWE's way of upping the offer for USA and Fox. That's another thing they might be doing here. But Disney, it looks like Disney is negotiating Disney to move Raw, SmackDown, and NXT to FX um, in 2024. And uh. the reason it will be FX is because they're guaranteed to have the shows and not have to move them around to the sports. <laughs> well, FX doesn't do sports. FX doesn't do sports, so that makes sense to me. You know? For now. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Well, problem is, problem is, ESPN is losing stuff. Like, TNT did the Stanley Cup Finals. TNT did the NBA Finals. Like, like TNT yeah. did everything. Like, they literally did everything over there. Like, I, I, the people were shitting NBA. By the way, if you want to, if you want to unite NBA and NHL fans, release the final schedules. And then realize that there's space in the schedule because the other sport to have their games. <laughs> yeah. And that's usually unite unite you know, the fans because both team both fan base were complaining about this. <laughs> yep. But anyway, um, any thoughts on possibly this happening, Sal? Um, I mean, the whole big deal about SmackDown going to network television was such a big deal, and now they're going to take the risk on taking it off network television. That's a weird one. It seems a little backwards to me. Yeah, but, and also, why wouldn't they, if Fox offers the deal, and if Disney like offers the thing for Raw and NXT, stay on Fox and move over to FX, it's almost better for cross-promotion because like, 
Disney and Fox have that relationship, right. like right. it makes more sense. Right, I agree. I'm dad. Your thoughts? If Disney can do this, that's a feather in their cap, and and look at this. FX would be great because, like you said, you don't have any type of other event that was going to conflict. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what's on FX anymore. I have zero clue who's on that station anymore. You know, I mean, but it'd be American Horror Story. Get it? Because I mean, remember the check out that show. Like that. Like, but I mean, it, it, there's no conflicts with other sport or sports or other events like that. So it'd be great because then you don't have to get. Jumped around and moved around. And what is this AEW Rampage? What is this Rampage? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that would be great. I mean, if they can pull this off, kudos to Disney. Be interesting. I, I, I will keep an eye on this as we get closer. Um, like I said, the WWE contract TV contract. What's interesting about the TV contracts, by the way, for those who are, those who've been following along, the USA and Fox contracts end in 2024, but the Peacock contract ends in 2025. Whoops. So that's an interesting okay. little twisted that I found that interesting ink reported. I did not know that. So there you go. Um, so that would mean the company that would win would have stuff starting 2026? I don't know. We'll find out. It's an interesting situation, right? It's very interesting how this is going to go. Very interesting. Um, and other things I do want to bring up here. Do we, um, we were joking during the live pay-per-view preview. Oh, sorry, PLE preview. That, um, that we were joking about the women's championships. And how the SmackDown belt was on Raw and the Raw belt was on SmackDown, and we were making, we were having a good old time with that. Well, finally, this had been fixed. And um, yes. over on SmackDown, we have Asuka, who did beat Bianca Belair at Night of Champions, and she is now the WWE Women's Champion over on SmackDown. And uh, correction, she's the WWE Undisputed. No, I didn't. I didn't women's champion, which makes no fucking sense to I me. Didn't see that. I didn't see that anywhere. I'll double check that. It's, it's on the bottom of the title, actually. I'll, I'll double check that. that. If you're right, I, I'm not going to make your word for it, but I'm going to double check it. Okay, wait I, a minute. If, if that's what it says on the title bill, I'm going to double check it. I'm going to double check it. Go ahead. Then, if that's the case, then why have a, another woman's title back. Okay, so I am looking this up, and officially on WWE's website, it is the WWE Women's Championship. So maybe the belt's just wrong, because according to their website, it says Women's Championship. So, okay. okay. So, um, <laughs> so that's that one. Apparently, by the way, this is the belt that originally was the Women's Championship back at WrestleMania twenty, WrestleMania thirty-two, when they chopped the Divas Championship and brought it over to Women's Championship, and it became right. the Raw title. So now they're just yeah. bringing it back to the old title. So it's the same belt that is changing the name over. So, same lineage, same everything. It's just changing the name over. And and then and over on Raw. Yeah. Um. By the way, so I mean, the, the difference is made me laugh. On SmackDown, they made this big deal before SmackDown that Austin is getting the brand new championship belt. They made this big production on it on social media. They talked about it when we came on the air on SmackDown. They talked about it during the opening match on SmackDown. They put graphics on the screen. They did this whole big production about it. Raw turns on, and Adam Pearce in the ring saying, and now Rhea Ripley. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Cracked me up. I had no, there was no promotion about this at all. There was zero promotion. <laughs> Hold the phone. So they make this big thing about Asuka, but when it comes to Rhea Ripley, it's kind of like an actor. Cracked me up. That cracked me up. To no end when does your contract expire? No. Why would she leave? She's a champion. And she's been the biggest storylines in the company. You're going to get treated like shit. It's not treated like shit. I think it was just one of those things where everyone knew it was going to happen, so they didn't bother to promote or, it. 
Or it's probably storyline thing. But it made me laugh, though. It made me laugh. So now she's officially the um, WWE Women's World Champion. And for those wondering why, because they they have the World Champion, the Men's World Champion on Raw. So we might as well have the Women's World Champion also on Raw. But I think they missed an opportunity to make Asuka the Universal Champion. Please, please. Huh. Like, they missed an opportunity there. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do that. To have her the same as Roman, but whatever. Universal, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. And then the other thing going on. I, I, so I love, I love when stuff happens on SmackDown. Uh-huh. And Sal doesn't watch SmackDown. And stuff yeah. happens on SmackDown. And then either late Friday night or early Saturday morning, I get text messages from Sal freaking out about stuff that happened on SmackDown. Like, <laughs> how about you didn't TV on the show or watch it the next day? <laughs> because, like, I know this stuff because I watched it live. <laughs> Well, it was new to me, damn it. So it makes me laugh. I mean, it happens every week. It cracks me up every week. There you go. It cracks me up every week. <laughs> but um, anyway, so the um the news that came out of SmackDown, besides a bunch of other stuff that's going on and Monday night qualifying matches and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And um the whole thing they made a big they had um the NXT Tag Team Champions, there was Women's Tag Team Champions, Olive Fire and Isla Dawn come out, and they were confronted by Ronda Rousey and Shannon Baszler. And um, one thing led to another. Shayna Baszler was talking about blah, 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 blah. And um, we ended up with a unification match in two weeks on SmackDown, unifying the WWE and NXT Tag Team Championships, continuing the trend of, sh- of, of, of the NXT becoming the third brand again because they're bringing a whole bunch of weird shit going on in NXT right now. And I have a feeling NXT is now the third brand again. Um, Dad, your thoughts. God, I hear you raising your hand for Question. some reason like you're a child Question. at school. Hmm? Why do you want to unify the belts? I don't get it. Because there's not enough tag teams. Because there's not enough tag teams. The whole thing... And as NXT? Like, who cares? Because, honestly, not going to lie, have you missed these... Be honest here. Be honest here. Okay. Be honest with me here. You watch NXT every week like I do. Okay? Have you even missed these tag belts at all? I have not. The women's competition, yes, because... They have um, multiple, unlike on regular Raw television or on SmackDown TV, NXT literally, on a weekly basis, has multiple storylines for women on their show going on outside of the title scene. They don't need those belts over there, and no one remembers they even exist half the damn time anyway when they were champions. Like, I honestly, if you told me when Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, if it wasn't the fact that I love Casey Cotanzaro, I would have probably forgotten yeah. they were champions for most of their reign. <laughs> you know, so, that's that's the thing is that when some of the, the the better women's tag team got called up to the main roster, and now you've got this. What I teams? Think, what teams are there? I well, mean, get serious. That's, that's, what teams are there left. in general? In general, what what tag team, women's tag teams are there right now? Ron and Shayna. Ron and Shayna. <laughs> And okay, fine. Uh, okay, Dakota. Okay, fine. B- damage control. Dakota got hurt. So fine. Yeah. You had damage control. Liv got hurt. So you had Liv and Raquel. Yeah. You no longer have them. You have right. Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. NXT. I can't even think of anybody right now. Except for maybe, maybe, maybe Lola Vice and, 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 and Electra Lopez. And that's nothing. Because I think it's just waiting Lola Vice on TV. Because apparently they wanted they want to show Lola Vice because she has UFC well, experience and they want to offer us. What about? What's her name and her new recruitment? Who is it? Um, 
No, I'm Dar's bitches. No. Uh, or Valentina Ferroz and uh, what's her name? No, the one that has the, the skunk hairdo, the Brit. Who? Blair Davenport? The one that was claiming Blair Davenport? Did you say Lindsay Davenport? No, Blair Davenport. Blair Davenport. She's not a tag team wrestler. She's feuding with Roxanne. She's feuding with Roxanne. She's got a follower now that basically follows her, so why don't they make a tag team out of them? Because they don't need to. Because she's in a feud with Roxanne. She's in a feud with Roxanne currently. Who? Like, the listen, fact that they, listen, this is, this is NXT. They don't even belong on TV anymore. Like, they're not even relevant. Said by the person who doesn't yeah, watch. Yeah, Sal, Sal, you don't watch NXT. NXT is probably the best show on television right now, besides maybe this one-line storyline. Like, I enjoy NXT better than ROM. You don't watch it! You don't watch the show! Because it's irrelevant. You don't watch it. How do you know? Their storylines are solid. They're pushing, you know, I mean, the fucking right hell, Tony Angelo's in jail because he right murdered people. Hell. That's awesome. I'm <laughs> trying to trigger the kids in the basement. Like, Tony Angelo is literally in jail because they, he murdered people. Like, that's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I want to trigger the people that live in their mother's basement. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, look at the match with Nathan, Nathan Frazier last night. Oh, yeah. Nathan Frazier beat Noam Dyer. Oh, no, sorry. Nathan Frazier beat. Owen Enza, who was wrestling for Noam Dar for the I don't even know who was real or not. I don't know. We'll find out next week. We'll find out next week. I have no idea. But okay. no, 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 like, anyway, back to what we were saying. You know, two weeks, we'll have that. And I'm going to tear it in, then Ron and Shane will be champions. And there was a pop up. And the only word they're like, oh, Ron and Shane are going to pop up in the next Ron Rousey's not working on Tuesdays. I'm going to guarantee you, Ron Rousey will not be working on Tuesdays. <laughs> that, that's that's our me day. By the way, I had to throw it out there. And this guy brought up a bunch of other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um Ronda Rousey went from the biggest star in the world four years ago uh-huh. to now being another wrestler at the tag team <laughs> the tag team on the show. Like I honestly sometimes forget she's on the roster until music hits. Like I sometimes forget she's here around. I She's she's making appearances and other things. I mean, they've but got the, her on. But the, the point, my point is though, the point is though, she used to be a bigger deal. <laughs> well, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like she lost her, her appeal. Not even her mojo. I think she just lost her appeal because of her attitude. And then she went and got him. She got injured, and then she got knocked up, and then she came back and just like you know whatever. And I'm just like, I'm, I think a lot of people were just like, all right, whatever, go away. Maybe. Well, you're right. Maybe. There were rumors I heard that someone that she knows from UFC is trying to make the same transition. Oh, yeah. I didn't even put did. that in the notes. You're right. Good call. I didn't even put that in the notes. I should probably bring that up. The Amanda Nunez story. I forgot to put that in the notes. That Amanda uh-huh. Nunez retired out of nowhere. I, I did not see that. Nobody, by the way, UFC people did not see that one coming. Like, they legitimately did not. I looked at the Tom Martin in the fix. And he did, he did. He's one of the biggest UFC people that I know. And he didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Um, she had to drop. She actually had to put. She had to drop two belts and everything. Um, and now she and then she put out that she wants to be. She wants to train to be a WWE wrestler. So I'm like, okay. I don't okay. know how to feel about this at all. Like I don't know how to feel about it. I, I I think it would be great, especially if she she basically 
comes out you know, full bore and she's serious, serious about it. Amanda I'd say TK tries to steal her. See, my thing to is... Do what? Is, well, is, through what? Russell on Rampage? Or like Paige Van Zandt? Oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. Ooh, that was a. You just ripped that band aid off. That hurt. Morgan. I've been a boot today. Yeah, I mean, could you see this guy like uh, Ivy Niles and then eventually, you know, Shanna Beasler? Maybe. I, I guess. I don't know. We'll find out. I, I'm curious how this maybe is going to go. Maybe they'll form a, a, a former UFC women's stable. That wouldn't be a bad move, honestly. The four hurt women? We did the four horsewoman, and then I didn't go anywhere. By the way, they missed an opportunity with that, but that's a whole different story. It's <laughs> a whole different ball game. <laughs> all right, um, real fast, we don't talk about Impact here very often because, well, no one watches it. But I do oh, follow what? along. I do follow along with Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling. Um, last week, by the way, two weeks ago we brought up Impact Wrestling because we were making fun of them. <laughs> Impact Wrestling two weeks ago. <laughs> this week, I do want to bring up because I thought this was pretty damn awesome. Um, the Motor City Machine Guns are now. Holding both major singles championships in Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Alex Shelley, um, BST wow. Macklin, to be the, to become the Impact World Champion, World Champion, and I don't even know who the Exhibition Champion was, but Chris Sabin is now the Exhibition Champion. So the Motor Machine Guns, in 2023, are the World and Exhibition Champions in Impact Wrestling. I thought that was a very big deal. Yeah. This happened and this past week. If you would have asked if they'd still be relevant in 2023, I probably would have said not really. At but... one point, they were the Impact and GCW Tag Team Champions at the same time. Right. That's <laughs> a couple in the last year. My my understanding is that uh, Moose's contract is expiring. He, he doesn't want to oh, do it, and he wants to go on the independent circuit. Well, WWE won't touch him. No. They won't touch they, him. I already heard that. Yeah. He and, has, um... and I don't think... What the... I don't no, think that's funny. Here's the funny part about Moose. Moose, he's a good wrestler. Not a great wrestler. He's a good wrestler. I, I like him personally, but he's not, he's not the best wrestler in the world. But the funny part, the only reason WWE won't touch him is because he has a felony on his record. The same reason why they won't hire Jacob Fatu. Right. The irony of that, when we have the Usos, <laughs> part of the bloodline, is very funny to me. <laughs> just saying. Cons- that makes me laugh. What, considering what they've gone. And, yeah, and, I just, yeah, I think that's very funny, especially with Jimmy. I do the Usos on television every week in a massive, major storyline over on SmackDown. The biggest storyline we've had in years. But they won't hire Jacob Fatu and Moose because they have felonies on the record. When it comes to Jimmy, wasn't that because when he traveled out of... I don't remember. They wouldn't allow him in. Oh, no, no. They won't. I think it was... He's now allowed in... He's not allowed in Canada. He was allowed in Saudi Arabia this time. He wasn't not allowed in Canada. So... Yay. I actually don't know the UK laws. I'll have to ask John because I don't know the UK laws when it comes to DWIs. <laughs> I don't know how those laws work. So because John is just like the you know the John knows the, the shit. Monitor, John knows- the monitor of uh, wrestling. Um, but John knows this shit. John does know this shit. That's the funny part. <laughs> so all right, real fast. Over to New Japan, they yeah. uh, had Dominion, and during Dominion, we had some Forbidden Door no- um, updates. Which, by the way, I want to throw it out there. Whoever thought of the idea. Of Okada Danielson, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want to say that right now. You don't have to say, do anything else. You don't have to promote this damn match. Just do the damn match, and I'll be very happy. There you go. But also during during Dominion, they announced the G1, and the G1's a very obviously we talk about it every year. Yep. And um, they changed the format up a little bit this year, and we have four blocks. 
And how they're doing it now is they're having a mini tournament, and then the winner of the mini tournament at the end after the blocks are going to be G1 champion. <laughs> so I like that idea, yeah. actually. It's interesting. Okay. Um, why, why change it now all of a sudden? Because they change it every year because they want to try things. Every year they have to change up the thing. They want to add more wrestlers. They want to have more people involved. Because it used to be two yeah. blocks, and now we're at four blocks. Yep. So, like, that's true. That is true. So, I, I think they want their product to reach more people that way. Yeah. So, uh, I'll read off the blocks real fast because I am intrigued by these blocks. I'm not going to lie. Um, as, much, as many names that I can pronounce. How about that? Um, block okay. A. We have the world champion, Sonata. Um, by the way, he's in block A. And could they keep him an easier fucking block, by the way, as champion? Um, Chase Owens, Piccoleo, Renderia, Shuna Umino, Yoda, um, Yoda Tunzi, Gabe Kidd, and um, I believe this is the um, guy Yo. from um, Noah, um, Cody, um, Cody, Coda, Kim, blah, blah. I don't know what the fuck is his name. Kato? Kato? Whatever. Kato, can you, can you know, something Japanese. But he's from um, Noah, so that's a big deal. The fact they have someone from Noah in here is a very, very big deal. Um, in block B, we have Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Tangaloa, and El Phantasmo. Holy fuck, that's a hell of a block. Um, that, that, that's a slug That's a slug block right there. Holy shit, that's a great block. Um, block C, we have David Finley, currently leader of the Bullet Club. I keep, I keep saying that because it's so ridiculous that's a thing. Um, Tomomi Ishii, evil. Ugh. Tama, Tom, Tamatanga, Shingo Takagi, Aaron Inane, AEW's Eddie Kingston. Yay. But by the way, the fact that Kingston versus Ishii is going to be a block match, it's fucking insane to me. Oh, <laughs> and Mikey Nichols. And then block D, we have um, Tanahashi, um, Tenzin Naito. Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Tom Terriano, which, by the way, wow, a Terriano, Zack Sabre Jr. match in, the, in, the, in this block is ridiculous. Yeah. Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, and Alex Kovlin. Holy you know, fuck. I, I these think, blocks are fantastic. I think <laughs> that is like their complete talent roster. Pretty much. Pretty much. Except for the juniors. Except for the juniors. This is right. Like, right. So, what's interesting about this is they have a bunch of young lions in here from the dojo. Um, they have a bunch of newcomers like um, Shona Uno and Rita, which right. is a big surprise. And obviously, um, that B block is ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. And the, 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 the B block, I, I think he's, is going to be the one who can survive the best. Out Seriously. Of We're getting Kenta Okada, Okada, Osprey Okada, um, Tonga Tonga, Tonga Okada, uh, <laughs> Osprey um, Kenta. Like We're getting these yeah. matchups. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, and then, uh, this is right after this is right after Forbidden Door. So I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, <coughs> and and when you're talking about Eddie Kingston and Ishii, I mean Eddie Kingston, Takagi, Shingo before... versus Eddie Kingston's happening. What's happening? I mean... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie course... Kingston. I mean, when he talks about strong style, I mean, oh, it's gonna be this great. Is strong style to its max. Eddie Kingston, by the way, in New Japan Lord does have the um. Does have it on his name that he is the one that pinned Jay White in the Loser Loser Japan match. Mm-hmm. So he does all rights to be here because he is the one that got Jay White out of Japan. Yep. So in their storyline world. So my understanding too in Forbidden Door, I heard this that there'll be a match with uh, Sonata, but the opponent has not been named yet. I haven't heard that at all. So we'll find out next week. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just haven't heard anything yet. I haven't heard anything yet. And I, well, we're, we're obviously only recording this on Wednesday, so there's be a bunch of announcements on Dynamite. Yeah. And be spe- if you're paying attention and you're listening to Excalibur Speed Read, then you'll catch the matches. 
announcement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, supposedly, TK is supposed to make the announcement. Allegedly. Oh, TK, is he making another announcement? Did TK make another announcement? Another announcement? Did he decide he's the shirt he's wearing this time? Is that what he's doing? Is that what his announcement is? Well, you know, he's got to have two cards to kind of read off of. I saw, I saw a meme yesterday. It's like Tony Khan makes announcement. I just took a poop. My favorite memes I've met all week. I needed that laugh. I needed that laugh. Wears the same outfit every time he's got to make an announcement. I guarantee you. Okay, this was the one I sent you that he was that he was gonna. Solve quantum physics. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so funny. It's so. Hi, right, I'm making an announcement. I'll be the next astronaut to go in space. Thank you. By the way, though, by the way, Dynamite is not the only person making an announcement. Apparently, over at Ring of Honor, he made a big announcement that um that um over at Ring of Honor, who was it? Um, Jerry Lynn and um Stokely Hathaway are now the the the, the general manager of the Ring of Honor. <laughs> Like the right. math maker, the Ring of Honor now. <laughs> I haven't. I don't ever watch the show, but I saw. I saw. I saw it in a review. I saw it in a report. He okay. made that announcement. Like, like legitimately, or like I don't know. Line. I don't have a clue. <laughs> I guess. I guess storyline. I don't know. I know Jerry <laughs> Lynn is on the. I know Jerry Lynn. I know Jerry Lynn does a lot of helps a lot with the booking on Ring of Honor, so that makes sense. Right, he does. Yeah. And, but um, okay. One more thing before we move on. There's a rumor going around. I heard it's on Nick Hoffman podcast this okay. week. The Hoffman Wrestling. Um, I like to plug him because he's no longer wrestling. He now does his own website, Hoth Wrestling, and um, he does a whole. Th- he's actually made an announcement this week on this week's show. Listen to all the work today. That Sean Waltman is training to wrestle, and he wants to wrestle for AEW. Get out! Say what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. That's, a, a, that's intriguing to me. I don't know what. I mean, even if it's coming I, from a match or know, two, I'm okay with that because, like, I mean, no, no offense to Sean, and and you know, there's a lot of things that you know in his past that he's still got his demons he's got to deal with, and I don't know if he's legit about this or not. Well, I know he's um, he he wrestled at UCW last year. I think last year he had a match against Joey Janela, and then he got hurt. <laughs> In that match. Wow, I'm shocked. Um, and didn't, didn't he also get hurt in Jerry Lynn's retirement match right before the pandemic? Didn't he tear his uh, butt or something like that right before yeah. the pandemic? Yeah, something yeah. Something like that. I can't get when I read that, that he tore his butt on a Bronco Buster in Jerry Lynn's retirement match. <laughs> yeah, something to that effect. He ended up having a hernia, I, I remember. But, like, I remember he had surgery on his butt. I remember hearing that. Like... <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if I think we have the name of our, our surgery, on butt. surgery on his butt, but... <laughs> don't contact me. That's the best the title that one. The butt, the butt of all jokes. Yeah, oh anyway. my god, surgery but, on his butt. I mean, I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> down. If he had <laughs> surgery on his butt, episode what? 466. <laughs> the butt surgery, the, the butt doctor. Holy. fuck. If if Mr. Waltman is very serious and takes it seriously about coming back, then I could see him doing well. I just don't know who he wants to face. That's I don't know. Thing. I think that you're going around also is that like he's looking at what Sting's doing, and if Sting can do that at his age, why can't he do that himself? Yeah, but Sting is realizing now that he wants to retire. He's so me. from what I'm hearing, this is going to be his last year. His contract expires at the end of the year, and he's going to retire right. officially. Correct. 
So but it's crazy to me I that Edge and, from... and, and Edge and Sting might retire this year again. Both of them might retire again this year. <laughs> but I also understand that they're also letting him have like uh, some duties for like backstage and possibly uh, booking. I have duties. <laughs> I knew. I knew you could. I knew he was going to say it. I knew he was going to do it. I started duty? coming a mile away. You did a duty? I started coming a mile away. Um, <laughs> well, how would you feel about the way? I throw this out there before we do one last thing here. But how would you feel about Sting having his retirement match at All In at Wembley? I would wow. love that. That's a rumor they, going on. I've heard they, that rumor. They have to like set it up now. Like, yeah, like I've like, heard that rumor. Yeah, I've heard that rumor. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, that'd be. If and we're against do too, it. and it better not be Jeff Jarrett. I've heard MJF. I've heard MJF. Title for oh. his career. That's I've heard that. I've been hearing that. I don't know how true it is. That's what I've been hearing. Wait, be title for title. Be title for his career. Because I'd be okay with that. That'd be that's I mean because that's what they're been doing with like Darby the whole Darby thing would lead to Sting. Right, right. I, I, I could, I could see that happening, and to fill up Wembley Stadium. Well, they already oh filled my. it up. They already filled it up. The stadium almost filled. It's already almost seventy thousand already. But if you're talking about like Sting's last match, oh my I god, mean, that would sell the rest of the tickets. You're right. That would sell the rest. <laughs> so, all right. I know Sal says it's irrelevant, but I'm still bringing it up. NXT Go Gold ahead. Rush is happening the next two weeks on NXT. They're pulling an AEW, and they're doing two weeks of one event. I cracked that up on that during NXT this week. <laughs> Um, the big deal, the big deal is, first of all, is returning to, is WWE wrestlers wrestling on NXT right now, by the way. Maybe we also people on NXT last, this past week. By the way, can someone tell me, where the fuck, where the fuck Mahalafa Ali became such a fucking badass? Because on NXT, he's this fucking badass. On Raw, he's this annoying, positive thing. But on NXT, he's like, <laughs> a ridiculous, a person. It's, it's awesome. Like, why can't they let this guy be on Raw? Like, it's fantastic. <laughs> Mustafa Ali has got this like uh, hard nosed character kind of gimmick where basically, you know, I love it. All... Mm-hmm. But... Like, also, by the way, if you didn't watch SmackDown last week, we had Ali versus Santo Escobar on Friday night, SmackDown last week, and it was fan fucking tastic. <laughs> that was a great match for a qualifying match for Money in the Bank. That was a great match. But, um,. It's like Mustafa Ali be this person on the main roster once in a while because the NXT Ali has been amazing. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, though. So, on week one, next week in NXT, um, first of all, for some reason, I don't know what the reason here is, Dana Brooks back in NXT. I don't know why. Um, it's just the match with Corey Drayden. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? You can't just throw the at me and expect me to be like, oh, okay. I mean, are, are they looking for her to be a, a trainer eventually? No, no. Or what? no they laugh. It just got brought up on the NXT um, listening podcast today. Okay. If you saw okay. the video package that they put up at NXT, it made her look like her main roster, main roster run has been this amazing, like, five-star run. <laughs> like, the video package they put together so, made her look so, like the returning fucking hero to NXT. <laughs> it was amazing. Remember... Remember what she said? She wanted the 24-7 title to transform into a mid-card title for the women? Yes, I remember that! Yeah. <laughs> I remember that! Like, so, bitch, are you kidding me? This is a joke title. Come on now. So, would it be too far-fetched to say she's like the new Mandy Rose? But actually, No. no. Mandy she Rose is not the next Mandy Rose. No. But uh, to her credit, though, again, I don't know, maybe it's the NXT environment. It's a lot more looser down there. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. But Dana Brooke did a promo explaining why she's here. And I'm like, 
wow, this is this is the most I've been in Dana Brooke in like three years. <laughs> this is yeah, in years. Basically, yeah. It was well done. It was a really good promo. She actually looked like she didn't look like she didn't belong here. It was actually really interesting. Um, she's having a match against Cora Jade next week. Ugh. That's yeah. intriguing to me. Um, <laughs> we have a number of contendership match for the tag team championships. It was put together in one of the most bizarre fucking ways I've ever seen. So, um, so I said, you haven't been watching. I'm explaining this storyline, how we got to this match. Um, okay. Gallus, they're facing, the winner of this match is facing Gallus in week two of Gold Rush for the tag team titles. Obviously, the last time we left you, Brooks and Jensen were having their feud and they had that, that mixed tag match on NXT and then they had that Meg match and then they got back together because, um, um, Briggs and um, Briggs and Finally Henley won, and Jensen got broken up with. So they got back together. So then, okay. um, Tank Landier and Hank Walker were having a conversation with Brooks and um, Brooks and Dunn over there, and they go and say, and well, "I know, I said, I, I, I said what I said." Um, <laughs> I said what I said. Is he being serious? I said what I said. And um, said, well, how did you guys get closer? Because they had a match against each other. So that led to Tank and Hank having a match against each other. Just because. Because <laughs> they wanted to get closer as a tag team. Um, okay. What made it funny was they came out to their tag team entry music together and then had a match against each other. <laughs> that was funny. So they do that. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, wait, there's more. I'm not done yet. This is, this is like three weeks ago. So they have this match. And then they fight. That then... They have this backstage promo with um, Luke Bader and, El- and um, Eldest Nofe, who um, are having a little bit of trouble as a team. I swear to God, this is a conversation that happened in the back. They said, well, what happened? You guys fought each other or something, you're closer. And you know the whole joke when you were like with a relationship in like in like television shows when you were trying to show how close you are with your girlfriend? And you're like, say the person that comes to mind. And Tank and Hank did that bit. <laughs> like, um, favorite color. Blue, birthday, none of that. Like, they did this bit on NXT. I'm like, what is going on here? So, that led, that led to Malik Blade and Edge of the realizing we don't know each other that well. To the point where um, Blade asked Adofe, when's my birthday? He didn't know it, which cracked me up. I'm not going to lie, that made me laugh. <laughs> so, that led to this and NXT, the two of them having a match. <laughs> okay. Yep. And during the match, um, um, the Brooks and Dunn and Tank and Hank came out and um, <laughs> around the ring. And um, they got in the ring, and then they um, <laughs> and then they got an announcement from Booker T saying that they're having a triple threat match next week between these teams, and the winner faces Gallus. <laughs> oh no, wait! But that was the important part about this, these teams. Earlier in the show, <laughs> earlier in the show on Tuesday night, we had a match. It was Axiom and um, Scripps, who is Reggie, who is unmasked, and now is Scripps. Um, <laughs> Again. Okay. Oh no, my favorite part of this now. It's actually how to match the scripts. Masking up unmasked scripts. Everyone realizes this is Reggie except for Booker T, which made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would have never. You were the crime chanting his name for weeks. <laughs> that made me laugh. So then, in the backstage interview. Because the haters might come after you. In the backstage interview. In the backstage interview. Um, I swear to God, this was said. I'm not joking about this. Um, Reggie says to Axiom. My friends call me scripts, so I refer to me scripts. <laughs> <laughs> so, Axiom and Scripps are now a tag team. <laughs> and 
And then he faced okay. off against uh, Mabatunde. Um, um, what's his actual name? Um, what's his actual name? Dad. Which one? Um, um, uh, the guy who was with Apollo Cruz. Oh, um, Abacado. Abacado. Thank you, Abacado. I remember yeah. his old name. I couldn't remember his actual name. Abacado. is a better name. I'm sorry, but Abacado. They had a two on one match against Abacado this week. Abacado. <laughs> 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 so I'll come back to that because I have a funny story about that. We'll that. So they have, a, they have a two-on-one match against him. They win. <laughs> they win. Okay. And I'm like, okay, first of all, can I just say, though, their tag team chemistry for the fact that they never tagged together was fantastic. So that's oh, yeah. actually really cool. That's a good thing. And you want to know who, and after the match, they're celebrating, and they get jumped from behind. Bye. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> the are now invading NXT. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Did Tony Khan write this show? I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is happening? Oh, this, is, this is all. This is all. Shawn Michaels. This is all Shawn Michaels. This is all Shawn Michaels. <laughs> oh my God. So that's happening. So anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving on back moving to on. back to Gold Rush. Um, we have NXT North American Championship. It is Wesley against Tyler Bate. I don't know why I put an R there. I was typing really fast. And um, special guest referee, Mustafa Lee. The reason he's special guest referee is because <laughs> is because he actually went and told them a couple weeks ago, we're going to have a six-man tag match next week on NXT against the Schism. And um, after that match, then you should have a one-on-one match. To stand the championship. So on okay. Tuesday night, he said, "You guys are gonna have your match. You should have your match next week." And just so there's no bias as refereeing, I'll be the special guest referee. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I I see him knocking off both of them. And I expect a triple. Play. I'm not gonna lie. I expect a triple threat match at the July um NXT PLA. I'm not gonna lie. It's a great American great match. American bash. At the bash. Yeah, I expect to have a triple threat match. Um, that could be fun. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Actually, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, and for, for him to get the title would be interesting. I, I, that's actually someone believable. I can see being Wesley as Ali. I'm not going to lie. He is someone I can believe yep. beating Wesley. Um, and in the main event next week, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence, but it's happening. Um, Braun Breaker, at the end of last week's NXT, right? As we're going off the air. The show's over. And he is in the back and he gets interviewed on the way to his car. And he calls out Seth Rollins. <laughs> out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, he calls out Seth Rollins. So, we start this week. And by the way, not brought up on Raw at all. This was not brought up on Raw. I was just going to say, like, was this mentioned on Raw? Because no, it was not brought up unless it, during a commercial during the third hour. But it was not brought up at all by Seth whatsoever. What do you think? You would bring it up. Or by commentary or something. Someone would bring this up on Raw. Nobody brought it up. But Braun came out on NXT and said, well... Since Seth is doing open challenges and all this kind of stuff, and by the way, he is doing, and he wants to be this fighting champion, come down and fight me. And the crowd is already singing Seth's song during all of this, which is also really bizarre on NXT television, hearing <laughs> Seth's song song on NXT TV. So then, Seth pops up on the screen at the NXT arena and cuts his promo and accepts Braun's challenge, and next week on NXT will be Seth defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Broadbreaker. <laughs> okay, here, now here's, here's my question. Is this a way of getting Braun on the main roster? I, I guess. I don't know. But by, by the way, 
Well, Braun, no, because he's not going to win. Exactly, Braun's not going to win, but unless he follows Seth over and says, "I want to challenge you on your turf or something," I don't know. That's that's what I'm looking at. Um, by the way, the other thing I want to say, Sal, if you have a chance, look up Braun Breaker's outfit from from Tuesday's show. He came out looking like a fucking pastor arriving at church <laughs> with a blackout outfit, <laughs> looking like with a cross around his neck. <laughs> What? The only thing, the only thing that was missing was the white collar. Yeah, go to NXT. Uh, maybe he was like a, as a the uh, man. He said he looked like a deacon. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. You know, who, you know who his dress remind me of is Brother Devon. Yeah. Well, I'm more, more like Batista. More like Deacon Batista. But uh, <laughs> you notice that now that Braun has his full beard, which basically, when you look at him. He's a younger version of Rick Steiner. You can well, tell. Uh, it's a good chance, but it isn't his dad, isn't it? I don't know, just... Yeah, Rick is his dad. Yeah, like Scott's uh, his uncle. That kind of makes sense. It should look. He, should, he really should look like a younger version of his dad. Being honest, I mean, like... I, I I give credit that Braun Scott moves like his dad, but his, he cuts promos like his uncle. I can see that. So that's happening oh, next please. week on Gold Rush. Week after. <laughs> just found it. The week after, he just found it. Oh, by the way, my favorite part of the video I sent you now is Braun like breaking character and reacting like a fan that Seth is coming to the NXT arena. That was my favorite part of the watching it live. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the week after, on week two, we have two more championship matches. Well, three championship matches technically because it's Gallus versus the winner of that triple threat. Um, and it's Tiffany Stratton defending against Thea Hale, who won a battle royal last week. For the NXT Women's Championship. And then we also have NXT champion Carmelo Hayes defending against Baron Corbin. Why? I at least we're doing it here and not a Great American Bash. Okay. <laughs> that works. That's how I look at it. That's the, the only that thing works. I got. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh the chances of Baron Corbin getting the belt are, are as like... good as Dolph Ziggler's was. There you go. Exactly. He won. My point was Duff won. I know. That was my but, joke. <laughs> but, but, look what happened, you know, later on. I mean, I, I don't see them taking the belt off of Camarilla Hayes. Not now. Not and, and putting on Baron Corbin. That would just be a grave misjustice. Of I, I say, I hope, because they, were, they, they had a match this past Tuesday. It was Jaganoff versus Corbin and the winner faces Carmelo. I hope it's one of those things where they're getting the Corbin match out of the way for ratings. And they're mm-hmm. going to give us Hayes versus Dragunov Yes. At the bash. Yes. I hope exactly. that's what the combination of this is, personally. Exactly. Because if they don't do that, then I don't know where Shawn Michaels' head is at. Because your 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 gold match is Hayes and Dragunov. That's the golden match. I agree. I agree. Um, so that is NXT Gold Rush. Um. Any other, sure, rest- golden, gold rush? Any other wrestling thoughts before we end the show, Sal? Anything you got, or are we good? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. Well, Dad, anybody I'm dying that we need to know about before we end the show, or are we good? <laughs> no, no, as far as I know, everyone is uh, okay and hopefully injury free for the most part. I just wanted to make sure because the last time I asked that question, the person you mentioned died like right after we ended the show. So I just wanted to make sure <laughs> we were good. <laughs> so you're blaming me? Well, if you want me to, we can. I still, no, no, I, okay, I still blame. Okay, okay. I, a little I, behind I, the scenes. I'm in my mother's basement. Before, before I, 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 I have something really quick. There is a rumor going around on Twitter 
that Hulk Hogan wants to have one more match at WrestleMania 40. Fuck no! Fuck the Hogan! Um, who's the opponent going to be? Abdul the Butcher? Um, Jesus Christ. I just want to say one more thing. That Fuck uh, Cody Rhodes. I will say one thing. I, we, I, I will blame you for that as much as I still blame Sal for the unification of the Raw and SmackDown Championships. <laughs> I did not want that to happen. Okay, here, here, here's, my, here's my last wrestling thought before we, we do our thing. No more flipping unification matches. Damn it. It doesn't make sense. Thank you. Okay, thank you. On that note, I'll hit this. We're going to close the show with a very new song by Ed Sheeran that was actually um, in the final episode of Ted Lasso that aired this past, uh, a couple weeks ago. It's called A Beautiful uh-huh. Game. And I will just say this right now. Ted Lasso finale might be the most perfect finale I've ever seen. Like, it might just be the most perfect like stories finale I've ever seen. Do you need Kleenex for this one? I don't, because I thought I was going to have... I was crying like I was during the flash, and I was not crying, because every time you were going to cry, they threw a joke in to make you laugh. Ah, which I greatly it. appreciated, because there were so many Perfect. moments where, like, I'm feeling it, and then they threw something in there knowing the audience is going to cry, and they threw a joke in. I was like, thank okay. you for that. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Like, thank, you. It. thank you very much. So, all right, Sal, take it away. Go. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media, and then... Oh, crap, about us on TikTok. Uh, or watch our show on YouTube. Uh, go to theblanketsoundshow.com. Uh, don't forget to comment uh, or leave a rating and review, and we will make fun of you and read it on the show. <laughs> All right, I'm Dad. Say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and I don't live in my mom's basement. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to know my <laughs> true age, uh, you can ask me by, you know... Sending you a dollar. <laughs> We yeah. tried that with Patreon. Did it work? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can, you can, you can write in to our show and ask, and I will gladly tell you. Uh, hey, if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, please go to these matches, watch these young up and coming superstars, and you'll be amazed on their character, their promos, and their finishers, and what they can do to basically get to that brass ring to a major wrestling organization. But do so safely, and hey, let's be kind to one another. It doesn't take any extra effort. doesn't take any, doesn't cost anything. So please, let's do that. The world will be a nicer place for everyone. Hey, may I rebuttal? It takes a lot of fucking energy to be nice. At times yeah. it does. I, I'm, I'm starting to lose hope in this world now, so don't worry about it. I'm trying to feel, feel lose hope. Um. <laughs> oh, I, I got one last thing. Oh. Kia boys, I believe in karma. So what goes around comes around. It's going to bite you in the ass. And you know what? I don't care. All right. On that note, next week we're going to be here with John Parker, and we're going to discuss Forbidden Door, AW New Japan Forbidden Door. So that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. What having said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake's House Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. And I still don't live in my mother's basement. <laughs> See ya. We'll rise.
from the ashes Right in the stars with our names That we are here, we are bruised We are damaged But the joy was worth the pain Oh, love's a beautiful game Thank you so very much Goodbye, Mwah. and good night. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs>